0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, people? Welcome to the Unfiltered Revolution. been a while since uh, we've been live, and this was the first time I'm doing so in the hockey end. But I had to with the news that the Isles have acquired Bo Horvat, that they have gone for it, that they are attempting to improve The team, the powerless power play to get somebody who can put the puck in the net and to breathe life into a team that, despite the last two wins, has seemed to be dead upon arrival since the beginning of January. The offseason prior last year's terrible season and has tried to maximize everything they can with the talent they've got, which is harder to do with uh, stay in your lane versus Barry Trotz. On its own, welcome as we never on our own. Welcome to those of you in Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. If you're on the Diddy Live and an Islander fan, and uh, some of you sitting there and you're like, you know, why is this baseball guy uh, slash sort of basketball guy talking about hockey? Uh, let me uh, give you the quick go around that most people who have followed me over the last couple of decades or know me personally already know. My favorite team in uh, sports has been. I'm going to move this way. It's the team over my shoulder here. My favorite team in sports since I'm um, about five years old has been the Islanders. My favorite sport to watch since I'm that age has been hockey. I was saying this the other day on my podcast dealing with superstitions in sports that I've had a conundrum because even with travel and everything that I've, you know, changes in life depending upon where I've lived, it it, it really doesn't matter outside of I can't because I have got an obligation as a father. Or I'm currently working on the air at another sport, and sometimes even then I'd have the game on in the background. Outside of those situations, there wasn't a situation I don't watch an Islander game. Haven't really missed a game that I could have watched and feasibly chose not to, or at least hadn't, in about a decade until a little over less than a week ago, I guess it was about five days ago. Where I got so absolutely ticked off after watching loss after loss, riding Sorokin like Seattle slew, not able to score, watching this anemic power play, and I said to myself, that's it, I need a break. For my own sanity, I need a damn break. Even last year during that terrible year, during the road trip, during the the end of the season when it didn't matter, I watched every damn game. During the years of the Nicholas Andersons and the Brad Lowers, and you could give me any guy and any, whether the fish sticks where we were sitting there, hoping Zygmunt Palfy was a hero. We were hoping John Spano had more than $7 in his bank account. I've been there. But I sat there and I took a break and I said to myself, for karma, I can't deal with this garbage any longer. I need a break. So I took a break. And then they won two games, and as I said on my podcast the other day, talking about superstitions, I admit to you, I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe, just maybe, I'm not going to watch it again till they lose, because whatever I did, and clearly it's all tongue-in-cheek, because what the hell does it matter what I do, but Whatever I was doing, whatever I had thought of was working because my karma had somehow channeled into this hockey team that I'm obsessed with since I'm a kid, which is like, I don't know, three inches shorter than I am now, but regardless, all right, for what, almost 40 years, I'm 44, and... I'm I'm channeling my karma in a way that whatever reason when I said I'm done, they went in they won two games. Well, now I'm telling you, I'm sure I'm not watching again till they lose. I may never watch again just for their benefit. Now that's not true. After the news that just came out of the acquisition of Bo Horvat. We as always appreciate you being on with us. As a part of that deal is, of course, that we are presented as always by a good friend to bet online. Bet remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You always get the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends to bet online. Buy betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport, anytime, any game imaginable. Bet online truly the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite uh, leagues and events. Head over to the website today, use your mobile device. And join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. It's BLEAV to receive your awards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Lot to unpack here. If you want to jump in on the chat, you can live. You want to reply on Twitter, I'll try and get you live, get you after, bring in your questions, get on the YouTube comments, whatever the case is. And again... He used to be from the baseball side or talking basketball and you hate hockey or you don't understand it or the puck's not big enough or what is an offside. I appreciate all of you equally. Go ahead and, and scroll throughout Twitter. Watch something else on YouTube. Switch to the next episode on the Apple podcast and go to episode 150 when it comes out next couple of days, and I'm totally cool. We're, we're good but I got to let this go because if you've ever in any sport rooted for a team that seemingly has fallen asleep and done nothing, does nothing for the guys in the locker room, or if it's a clubhouse on the baseball side, does nothing for the fans to make them feel like they're trying to get better. And it's frustrating because especially when Barry Trotz was there, guys like Brock Nelson, among many others got better and better and better, but they were maximizing the talent that you had available to you. The personnel could only be so good. There are a lot of franchises I think of in sports that probably feel this way. One that just came to mind randomly for me, the Minnesota Twins. And I know the Correa thing, okay. But how many times you've sat there and it's like, wow, imagine they did this. Then they could go ahead and win a division. And then they never do the move that some other team makes. Or the Pirates, when they had Andrew McCutcheon, and instead of going ahead and renting guys because they didn't want to go rent for a Lester or Price or a Hamels and there are many others during that time period, could have pushed him over the edge. They were the team that was getting shut out and sent out by Bumgarner and Jake Arietta in wildcard games instead. All right. So there are all kinds of different scenarios like this. But for an Islander fan, this Bo Horvat deal, let's start with what it says and the message. The message is we're not going to take it. Hello, D. Snyder, Twisted Sisters, staying on Long Island. We're not going to take it. That's what we've been waiting for. First of all, we are waiting for Lou to be awake. This whole idea that Lou's stealth. Not stealth. Here's a guy who's, look, he's hes a Hall of Famer and, a, you know, the architect of all architects, but he ain't building very many buildings anymore. And if somebody tweeted, maybe Lou still got it because he's been hiding in the background. There have not been much that's been going on outside of firing the best coach arguably in the NHL and bringing in Lane Lambert, who nobody was knocking down doors to go get. All right? Sorry. Right? To make it easy, a guy you can control like your puppet and go bring in John McLean to run the power play and every other formal devil that ever lived. All right? It's not that easy. But what he been doing? He been sleeping. He hadn't been making any moves. Islander fans like me sitting there getting driven nuts. Well, hello. Bo Horvat's got 31 goals. Bo, Bo Horvat's an all-star. He's a captain, a leader. He's a guy who's going to add to the team in the room, but he's a guy who can freaking put the puck in the net. He's a guy you can put with Barzell every single night on every single power play and not have to sit there and have Barzi play with, look, my namesake, God bless him, Casey Sezikis, who's a really terrific fourth-line center, would be a really, really good third-line center, and is a is a terrific player, right? and I love the loyalty to the franchise and all that, but that's what he is. He can't be on your first line. You want to win, Casey Sazekas ain't on your first line. that's simple. You can't keep moving guys in. And we'll get to Ratu. I liked him. I like Wallstrom when he's healthy. I like the 74 other guys in between, and the 7,000 times we tried it I love Bales, because it's hard. Look, I don't care... Some of you hate it. It's hard not to love him. I see through all of it. Really. I mean, this guy just takes all of our punches and keeps on coming. I love this dude. Right. But you can't be on the first line. Not you should be in the fourth line, You can't be in the first line. It's not good enough. So it's like, who's going to be there with Barzi? every single day. It's somebody new every single day. It's somebody else that Matt Barzell is being asked to make better. Now, should great centers make others better? In my opinion, being fair, If you're at the highest of high level, you should. Sidney Crosby, and I'm not saying Matt Barzell, Sidney Crosby, but when we think about the highest of high level, the elite of the elite, how many guys been on his line on the wing that you're like, really, this guy? And you can go back in the day to several other centers of all different ilks that were considered to be high-end or all-star centermen, all right? So it sometimes happens. Look, John Tavares, I know Islander fans don't want to hear his name mentioned, but John Tavares, right, is a guy who... What P A Parento, uh, Brad Boys, Matt Molson. Sorry, what would he do with B- Buffalo after that? The best years of Acosta, Bailey, and I don't even know how many others. It didn't even matter who was playing on his line. He made him better. That's what centermen do. And at times, Matt Barzell has not done that enough. I know that they, they, fair, or unfair. Now I'm not saying that's been the story this year because it is not. But at times in the past, you've, you look. I mean, there were times last year you wonder, but it wasn't good enough. I mean, it's it's not. You. Know, this is not, you know, even Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. Kobe and Shaq had each other. You know, who Matt Barzell got? Well, he's got Brock Nelson, but they can't play on the same line because they're both centers. And then away you go with the 900 other things and bouncing Anders Lee all over the place. Part of the Anthony Beauvillier problem, and I love Bo, and to me, hashtag Beau for Bo has to be the deal here, even though it's more than about Beauvillier. You know, Anthony Beauvillier was a guy who was never, and I said this the other day, he was never going to be back to those moments where, forget his rookie year, The moments in the bubble with the Nelson and uh, the uh, Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey line where he's making those plays up against the boards. And then, you know, I know he had the game six goal the following year to to get you to game seven. But there were some postseason moments. But Anthony Beauvillier was always seemingly a guy who made you angry because you knew there was more in there. On a line rush, he'd look like the fastest guy on a given night or in a given period. He'd look like the hardest worker. And it, he'd always seem to find a way open. But then when he put it, you on, you put him on the first line with Barzelli, he seemingly couldn't be effective. And even when he sat on a line next to Nelson where he seemed most comfortable, he was kind he, he of here there all over the place. He wouldn't score in 11 games, and he'd have a couple of big goals. And again, you get sucked back in. And at the four and a half mil, I know they didn't make the move before the season began, but I said this the other day, they probably in hindsight should have, and this is them understanding, in hindsight, they should have. Because they very well may have just lost Beauvillier and Aturatu and the pick, which is a conditional pick, all right, for a guy that that is a rental. Now, this is where this comes in, because we know Horvath could score. We understand he's going to be better on the be- Look, he's going to improve this power play for sure, right? You know, they don't have floor generals. It's not the basketball side, but he's that on the ice and can help out Barzell in that way. And I think it will be somebody who really, you know, look, we haven't never talked about... Somebody who helps Barzy outside of Anders Lee, really Jordan Everly did a lot of that more than we gave it credit for when he was on that line. But here's a guy who can help out Barzell, which is not he had been asked to drag dudes around, right? This is a guy who can now help out Barzell. I think this could be huge in Horvat. But that this this cannot be Ryan Smith. This cannot be a situation where you know you're bringing in a guy and you know he he's sitting there on some rental. This is not Thomas Vanek and you know there are many others that you could think of where this team's been in that spot. They got to get this guy signed. Now to the credit, and I'm not comparing him with J. G. Pajot. Remember the Pajot deal, and then that deal got done rather quickly. Lou has has look even you know I'm not again please not comparing with Cal Mary. Then was free at the end of that season, remember in a UFA, I believe, and they got him locked up. We've seen this before where guys get traded in. Nick Letty, uh Johnny Boychuk going back to you know, yesteryear. There have been a lot of guys who have come in and deals have gotten done with this franchise, right? So it, this is not the first time. They gotta get Horvat done. Now, if the Islanders make the playoffs and have a shot and win a round, and Horvat is terrific, right? Is this a bust? It's not. It's still worth it. You know why? Because the message to the room is they care and they want to win. The message to the fans who deserve it, as much as any fan base in sports, sorry, is that you want to win and that you care, and you take a shot, and you don't know what's going to happen, right? And and you try and sell him on Long Island. Look, how many players have we heard come over to the Islanders, and they're like, eh, I don't want to play there. We've heard this story tons of times, and then all of a sudden, they love playing there. Hockey players... Love playing there. I mean, that's a real thing. I mentioned Boychuk. I've heard him talking about this in interviews before, among many others. They're like, eh, you know, the island. All they know is the Marriott when they used to go there, right? And I know it's now UBS, but when it used to be the Collie, right? That's all they knew across the street. Go to Marriott and get the hell out. Go to Champions, have a beer, and leave, right? That was it. Some chicken wings, and you're out the door. Then you go to the garden in the city where everyone wants to go. But they don't realize that living there, how nice it can be. And, look, I'm from there, clearly, so I'm biased. But getting in and out of the city and what it could be for families and school districts and all those things that a lot of these guys care about, you got to sell Horvat on that. And maybe you do that over the couple of months and then try and lock up a deal in the offseason. But they had – look, they were not in on Johnny Goudreau, clearly, even though we thought they were. Got in on Kadri late. Maybe we thought those weren't the right matches or maybe Lou was in but wasn't in enough. And you know, maybe it was what some of us thought that the Islanders weren't aggressive enough or that the Islanders had to overpay and couldn't, or that the Islanders had a cap space issue. A lot of those things had some real things in terms of balls and play, right? But they got to get Horvat done. But to me, that whole got to get is that's how this deal becomes an amazing deal. Look, I like Atu Ratu. do any of you think that this guy is some blue chip guy. I don't think so. I, I, I don't, I mean, he could be a good player. He could, that's, to me, what you think, but I thought the same about Bovillier and Beau still can be a good player on a given night, and he could be, I think, a good second to third line. He's kind of a borderline top six forward who, in flashes, is going to look like a guy who should be on the first line. That's what Beau is, right? Power play, two. I mean, that's kind of what he is, right? Then kill penalties, really. I mean, this is what he is. I think Ratu could be a nice player. I like what I saw of him, but there's no, this isn't somebody I'm, I'm gonna, you know, not risk. And Bo, for sure, absolutely. And if anything, you don't get Horvath. The number, the money of bolt drops up the books and there's some space. But you you had to make that move. You had to do it. And the pick is conditional. This move had to get made. It's a great deal, even if it's a rental for Horvath. Because, look, the Islanders won the last two games. You know, they rode Sorokin and then rode Varley, who is brilliant. Right? They can't really score yet. But they win the two games. They're two, three points out of a playoff spot. I think yeah, two behind Pittsburgh, three behind Washington, or maybe it's three and four. Couple of games at hand. I know Pittsburgh has, but they're right there. And now to bring in Horvat, it's the energy, it's the buzz. Think about, you know, the Islanders All Stars, you know, in Sorokin and Nelson being there with Horvat. And I don't know who he plays for, by the way. When these trades happen, baseball handles it one way. I think hockey, you know, know, I don't know how they're going to handle this. We've seen this before. I've seen it in baseball where I've gone to an All Star game to cover it. And the guy began on one team and after the home run derby was on another. I've seen that before. And I'm trying to remember who that happened to. I think it was somebody with the. The A's was one of the teams. This happened a few years ago. Somebody have to remind me, but I do remember that. And somebody got traded. They were on a different team, and then they were in a, they they were on the other league. Like I don't know how you know what division he plays or how all that works, really. And I don't really care, right? But at the end of the day, it's like now the buzz is going to start in the conversation. What do you think the text thread is like, people? These things matter. You don't think, you know, you don't think the 49ers defense and by the way, so much love for, for, I'm not a Niners fan, but for Brock Purdy and the balls of this dude, seriously. But you don't think the Niners defense was, was wearing it and feeling like Jacob deGrom not getting offense. Now, Quinn and Millie Williams had the tweet about, this is what life has been like for him, which was a shot at Zach Wilson. You, you don't think they're feeling some of that? Obviously we know the circumstances with Purdy and then Johnson with the concussion, but I do you think they feel you don't think the Islanders, you know, forwards or you don't think Bart, Matt Barzell is, is sitting there saying, OK, I like Simon Holmstrom. I like this guy I like that guy. Really? Th- these guys aren't you know, good enough to play with me. Or imagine how much more I'd be freed up if they took attention and not everybody was sitting there seemingly one on five every time I get the puck because they weren't. Uh, they, they don't fear whoever I could pass it to, except when Wallstrom's in a slot, maybe for a one timer. Right. You, 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 we got to hope Ryan Pollock is that. I mean, think about what the owners have had to do on these power plays, right? Moving Barzell around. Imagine what these text threads are like. That's energy, people. That's what happens. That's what happens at trade deadlines. That's the mojo. That's all that energy and all that extra, that sauce that these guys start to feel because they know that their organization backing them to try and go do something special. So I, I love this deal, regardless of whether or not the Horvat signing happens. But if it happens, then it becomes no brainer. Then it becomes an unbelievable trade. But the fact that the Islanders and look, you know, I'm not going to say it was because of me, even though uh, literally I haven't watched two games I could have watched in like 10 years. They win them both. And now they make a trade and the Islanders don't make trades like this. This is not what the Islanders do. All right. Now, I understand this feeling because as a Met fan. Right. And there's a plaque of 86 back here. Like, it, you know, it, it seemed like it had been about 86,000 years since I, I wasn't thinking of the Mets as a disaster. And then all of a sudden it's Lindor and Scherzer and this and that and and old timers day and all these great things that are happening. Right. And it's like anything you ask for. Hey, can we get black jerseys? Boom. There they are. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't live in that life. Like, that Islander life isn't a life. The Islander life is three chicken fingers, about seven French fries, and that'll be nine fifty. And here's twenty five to park. And I hope good luck in out on Hempstead Turnpike until at least the last couple of years. Good for the Islander fans. Good for the Islanders. Good credit to Lou Labarillo. I've crushed the guy. I've killed the guy for being ancient and being an old timer. And this is a deal that he just pulled off, which is a fantastic trade for this team. It's a fantastic trade for this team. If Ratu hits and then the pick ends up being theirs, look, maybe for Vancouver. Look, Bo is a guy who's enticing if I'm another team. Because they see the same thing. Look, think about it. The Canucks can come into town, and that could be the one game where you know this as an Islander fan. And this is, what, this is what the difference is when you're watching a team every day versus watching a team kind of like every once in a while. As an Islander fan, you know you're watching this team. Like, Bo looks like that for like a game and a half, and then it's like a dud, right? It just doesn't happen anymore. But this is an unbelievable trade for the Islanders. I'm borderline stunned. I'm surprised. I'm impressed. Get Horvat done, get him signed, lock him up. Either way, happiest dude right now, Matt Barzell. Because this is going to be a power play that now is not all on him. It's going to be a, you know, a top six that is not all on on him. I mean, the other night they had a graphic before the game that, you know, is showing the first line, I think it was, maybe about a week ago, I think, after Palmieri came back. And they were talking about, look, Nelson's an all-star, right? Anders Lee on that line. And then Palmieri, who, and that, that's the first line. Well, what line Barzell on? He got to be that guy. Well, now he's got a dude who they got to stick with him every day. And that's it. Those two guys got to play together. And however you want the third guy to be, doesn't matter. And finally, somebody who could help Barzell's talent be elevated by his play. Not Barzell dragging everybody else around. Fantastic move for the Islanders. Credit to them. Kudos. And uh, kudos to you for being on board the unfiltered revolution. Uh, I, you know, I look, I do a lot of baseball, but I like throwing in the basketball and certainly some Islander hockey, get on board the YouTube train, subscribe in my bio, get all the videos, all the interviews, um, all the conversations from the likes of uh, geez, Alex Cora, Gary Sheffield, uh, Matt holiday, Dusty Baker, and and plenty others that I've had on here. Uh, David Aldridge, among others on the basketball side, I've talked hockey with Brendan Burke, who's been on the show, Harry rose as well, among others. So get in on that, uh, but uh, go Isles. And uh, what a, what a surprise seeing this on twitter come across my timeline sitting there cleaning up uh, from having dinner with the kids and i saw uh, the the notification come up on my phone and i saw islanders and horvat and i'm like you know you know i, I was going to say what they they're calling on him i i'm shocked So go Islanders and congratulations to Lou Lamorello. You definitely made me shut up at least for today. I may not watch the Islanders again. So at least the rest of the franchise can watch them win and make great trades. And this should be fun coming out the other side of the all-star break as always unfiltered, whether live or not, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or everywhere you get your podcast watching on Twitter or on YouTube is always brought to you by our good friends at bed online. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.